This is the EWN Podcast Network. This podcast is brought to you by Epic Living with Jean, where we believe that creating an epic life involves maintaining a healthy body, and that starts with healthy eating. I am proud to be partners with Epicure, a brand that is revolutionizing how busy families put meals on the table. Together, we're on a mission to transform your approach to mealtime. We offer clean, healthy products, menu planning options, and recipe inspiration that is not only delicious, but also adjustable to fit any dietary program. It's a game changer for busy households, making meals accessible and economical and ready in 20 minutes or less. Because here's the deal, living epic means working towards a healthier you and what you put in your body matters. Join me in this culinary adventure where every meal becomes a step towards a healthier, more epic you. Go to epiclivingwithgene.com for more information. We all have lives filled with stories. Their stories make us who we are, and they are all important. Welcome to Epic Stories. I'm your host, Jean Tillery, and I want to tell you a story. I heard my friend mention it several times before it registered, and I asked her about it. Pandas, not the bear, but the autoimmune disorder that her daughter was battling. As I was doing research on my own medical issues, I would see it pop up over and over again. It's a relatively new disorder, and not a lot is known, but it does traditionally hit kids at a very young age. PANDAS stands for Pediatric Acute Onset Neuropsychotic Disorders Associated with Streptococcus. Experts believe that it is a result of a problem with the immune system's response to an, an infection. Pandas patients test positive for a recent strep infection, such as strep throat, and then they have an acute onset within two to three days of neuropsychiatric symptoms such as OCD or muscle tics. They may also suffer from uncontrollable emotions, irritability, anxiety, loss of academic ability, handwriting skills. They can be so extreme that a parent may say that their child just seemed to change overnight. So let me introduce you to Lindsay so she can tell you her story. So welcome, everybody. It is, God, what is it? Tuesday? Wednesday? I don't even know. It's Wednesday. And I've got something I'm kind of excited about. Um, There's so many things out there when it comes to health that we just are unaware of. and. With all the health issues that I've had lately, I realize that we are the tip of the iceberg as far as what our bodies can do and can put up with. So I'm going to introduce you to somebody. Actually, I'm going to let her introduce herself um, and tell you a little bit about her, her story and why she is so special. So jump right in. Tell me what your name is. I'm Lindsay. Okay, speak up. Lindsay, if everybody can hear you. <laughs> I'm Lindsay. All right, Lindsay. Um, How old are you? I'm 13 years old. And where do you go to school? I go to Powhatan Middle School. Powhatan Middle School. Eighth grade? Eighth grade. Okay, perfect. So what is different about you? What makes you special? Um, I have a disorder. You have a disorder. What kind of disorder do you have? An autoimmune disorder. Very good. There's a lot of those, and that's one of the things that... I'm battling with too, that we are trying to figure out what 
is causing me to have autoimmune dis discrepancies, <laughs> but we don't know what it is yet. So tell me what started with you that you can remember that you said, this isn't right. Do you remember? I, I do, but I don't. I first started getting picky with food. Um, I, yeah, I first started getting picky with food. Was it, was it like stuff you used to like, then all of a sudden you just didn't like it anymore? Yeah. Like I remember, um, my grandma made like my favorite thing, which was like the canned ravioli. And I did not want to eat it. I was scared to eat it. Wow. That's interesting that you'd say scared. Would mm -hmm. you, did you like make it make, did it make you sick or make you uncomfortable or? <coughs> I was very scared. I did not want to eat it. Wow. I, I was anxious about it. That's interesting. I've never heard that one. So how did that go on for a while that stuff like that happened? Or did you just immediately go, okay, this is not right. I'm used to eating this canned ravioli. And um, it went on for a really long time before I was diagnosed um, or before I even realized something was wrong. I just thought I had anxiety. And even then it was after a while, because at that point I didn't even know what anxiety was. So, um, I didn't really realize anything was wrong. I just thought I was, that was changing. Just, that, that was just <laughs> one of those things that happened. Yeah. So that's interesting. And, and you bring up a really good point. I didn't even know what anxiety was. I mean, I didn't know that how I was feeling was not normal. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize what anxiety was for a really long time after that. Because at that age, I was like four. Um, I was really young. So what happened after that? Um, I had anxiety. Um, I just had a lot of anxiety. And it started progressing into other activities. Like I was scared of watching new movies. I was scared of doing new experiences. I was just scared of a lot of different things. Um, and things that you had done before mm -hmm. without a problem. Just all of yeah. a sudden. Like, I used to love Tangled, but then randomly, I was terrified of watching it. I used to, <laughs> like, um, I randomly became scared of a lot of things um, that I was not scared of. Wow. That's got to be scary in itself. <laughs> yeah. At some point, did you or your mom say, wait, this is, this isn't normal? Um, I thought it was normal, but maybe that's because I, you didn't know it, it started happening at such a young age that that's pretty much all I ever knew. Cause like that memory of not me, not wanting to eat the ravioli, that's like one of my earliest memories I have. So, so it's powerful. So like I. It happened really early on, and I don't remember anything different. So, until I got diagnosed, I didn't realize that I, that it was not normal. So, when did you get diagnosed? How old were you? I was in fourth grade. I remember that. 
Um, so it made sounds about right. Yeah. So I was about like nine. I was gonna say ten. eight, nine. Yeah. So you you had it. You were dealing with it for a while. Do you yeah. think it got worse over that time? I definitely think it expanded, and I do think it got worse. You have a great vocabulary, by the way. Thank you. Um, did it interfere with things like hanging out with your friends? Definitely. Going to do stuff? Definitely. I was, did, do you feel, were there places that you felt safer, that you could relax? Or were, were, was there a part of you that was always on edge? I always felt anxious. Wow. I still always feel anxious. So the diagnosis, um, did you finally just go to the doctor and say, we have to just start figuring out what's going on? Or was there something else that happened that made you realize? So I remember one day I was feeling sick. I had a headache. I was feeling weak. I was just feeling sick. Um, I went to my doctor and I don't remember what happened, but she was like, hold on, I'm going to do blood work on you. I'm going to test you or something. And then it came back to where I did have it. And it was recently introduced as a disorder at that point in time. Um, so it was pretty new. Yes, it was pretty new. It happened, I got diagnosed in like 2000, early 2019. Yeah. And I, um, my doctor was like, I'm going to do blood work on you. And she did it. Petey's <laughs> in here hanging out with us. Um, and so now, did, did the blood work show that was something was off, or is there a, an actual test that they can do to tell you that this is what the problem is? They just told me they were doing blood work. Um, I did blood work. Um, and then they came back and said, "You have." pandas and took me to a separate room to show me a video of what it was and and they told my parents what it was okay separately. so and i think that's actually the first time we said what well, we said autoimmune but we didn't get into detail so it's yeah now what it's it's pans and pandas what's the difference um pan it's of uh, the difference is pandas is streptical infections um pans i can't remember exactly what it is but there, it's, it's any any infection. Any infection. Um. So. Or inflammation. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's inflammation. But um. So they stem from two different things. Okay, but it's basically as far as the diagnosis, what you're the symptoms that you're dealing with, they're it's the same thing. You're having the yes. same type of symptoms, one or the other. Yes. So after you watched the video, how did you feel? I felt I don't exactly remember exactly how I felt but I do feel I do remember that I felt like anxious about it <laughs> big surprise right but I mean did you feel like okay finally somebody knows uh -huh. what I'm talking about I felt more isolated really yes. you didn't feel like I felt more isolated because I actually knew something was wrong with me and that it wasn't actually normal that was a good point wow I did Wow. So, did you say, okay, now I know what the problem is. We can go about fixing it. I didn't realize that it was a problem to begin with. Yeah. Well, I understand that. But after you, after you so, found out with the diagnosis. And after I, after I realized it was a problem, 
I <laughs> sorry. Um, after I realized it was a problem, and like after I learned about it and stuff, I don't. Well, let's just skip yes. to this. Okay, so yes. I see, and I want to make sure I get a picture. Don't let me forget. You're wearing your panda shirt. Yes. And I love it because one of the things that I found in all the research I've done in autoimmune disorders, because like I said, I've, I have autoimmune issues, but we're not exactly sure what they are. There's so many options out there and they all present so differently, but she's got a wonderful shirt with a panda on it and I'll post a picture of it, but it, it's filled with the words of things, obviously that are symptoms of it. And so I'm reading that things like disrupted sleep, flight or fight, issues, mood swings, vocal something, separation, loss of appetite with you, mm -hmm. strong and passionate. But I love how you have the black, the black are all the good things. Yeah. The so there are unique, beautiful, beautiful affectionate, strong. stunning. So that brings up something. So you felt that you were off, that things were wrong, and now you're told, okay, yeah, there is a problem here. Were you able at that point to even accept the fact that there is a beautiful side to it, or, or was it was it a negative for you? It it was both. After I like, after I <laughs> after I realized, love me. <laughs> After mm -hmm. I realized um, and, like, took time to comprehend it, I realized it was a good thing. But at first, I felt like it was a bad thing. Yeah. So, with your friends and with people that you know and groups that you're in, have you had to kind of explain to them, um, this is where I am? I don't really have to explain unless there's an experience that makes me feel like I should explain. Explain something. Like, today, I was having a lot of anxiety for the alarms that were going off on the phones. Now, in your defense, I think that would totally freak me out, too. So, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, pans or not, um, I think that that would be a little over the top. Yeah. And so, um, I wanted to tell, like, my friend and, like, my teacher that I was not trying to exaggerate. Um, but, um, I can't really handle loud sounds well. Yeah. Um, so. So do you feel now that you know what's going on, that you can control your situations a little bit and that if you feel something's going on, you can change the situation or remove yourself? Do you have a little bit of control over it like that? Sometimes. It really depends on the situation. Um, so give me an example if you have one. Like, well, like today would have been hard because yeah. everybody's alarmed and this probably won't get posted until next week. So there was yeah. the national, the national test of the emergency alarm system. So everyone who has a cell phone had an alarm sound go off today. Mine didn't either, which was funny. So, but if in a classroom of 20 mm -hmm. plus kids who have a phone and possibly a computer too, Mm -hmm. These alarms are all going off at the same time. So I can understand how that would be very overwhelming. So it's not like you could get up and leave and go somewhere that is quiet or because it was going to be everywhere. And you're in school, so it's not like you have much control. But let's say you were 
at a, you know, a baseball game or out to dinner, do you feel comfortable doing the things that you need to do to put yourself in a safe place? At dinner, the only time I really have anxiety if I'm like at a restaurant is if I am like served like the wrong thing or if I have to say a complicated order. Um, um, or if it gets really, really loud. I don't really feel uncomfortable at restaurants, yeah. though, because I've gone to them so, so many much. times. But what, what I'm asking, though, and is so, you, like, you feel comfortable enough? In, in public places, I do kind of feel comfortable enough. I feel like it's at this point, it's more of second nature, and it's like everybody has to do it. I feel like, yeah, I feel like everybody has to do it, even though they don't. So I feel really comfortable with it. I love that. Yeah. You've kind of grown into it. Yes. So is there anything that can be done with this? Is this something that you're just going to live with for the rest of your life? I have done something to try and help. Um, I do take anxiety medicine, and I also did a thing called plasmapheresis. Um, they basically took out my blood, like, at small portions, obviously, and, like, cleaned and filtered out the plasma and gave me new artificial plasma. Um, now it's not artificial anymore because it happened like a little Yeah, so it starts over to your body take, yeah. But, and what does that do, do you know? Um, so the plasma holds um, the autoimmune system, which is what causes the pandas attacks. So you're taking the, the, basically the bad stuff mm-hmm. out and you're yes. letting your body rebuild the good stuff. Yes. Good. So do you know, do you have any kind of contact with other people for support who have either pans or pandas? I Are don't. there groups out there? I don't, but my mom is in a Facebook group of parents of pandas and pans kids. So. So if you met somebody and they asked you about it, what do you want people to know? What do you think people need to know? That's a hard question. Um, I would probably tell them what it means um, and a couple of the most common symptoms. Um, so, like, they know, like, a brief of it. So not to be shocked or, or yes, nervous. Yes. So, so be patient. Or, or impatient. <laughs> mom. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> so be patient or not to be like, Oh, she's exaggerating. It's just the cafeteria being a little extra noisy today. Or the new or the food is just a little extra smelly today or something like that. So that's interesting. That just sound other other senses mm-hmm. overwhelmed too? When I'm in big crowds, I get very anxious. And if like food is very strong, like it like a catalyst. Me- yeah, it gives me anxiety. Um, now, is food something that's normal, or is that just your thing? Like, other people might have other things. Um, It's normal. A lot of people I have would assume. Food. <laughs> well, no, mom mom on the Facebook group. Is, is food a, a, a kind of typical? Sometimes. Callous? Um, I want to say that a lot more. Um, sometimes. I want to say a lot more. I'm seeing a lot more extremes with other kids 
um, blisters. I mean, oh, okay. physical, physical. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it's all all different. One of my first things that I could tell is that her cheek would flush, and mm -hmm. that's I think I've seen that one or two other people. Well, wow. it's not common. I mean, so every kid has its own. Um, way it presents itself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's kind of hard to track it down and know what it is if if it's like that yeah mm -hmm. for me how i notice is when my leg is shaking uncontrollably because another symptom is ticks it's on here somewhere that and restless i saw restless leg disorder or sleep yeah whatever that one is yeah um so like when i get really anxious hi Petey, i love you when i get really anxious like my legs shakes and i can't stop it wow um does it ever hurt physically hurt anything or not really just... i do i do get headaches because basically what it is is the immune system is attacking your brain yeah because the streptical infection for pandas at least is saying that the brain is a germ and so sometimes it, wants it would to fight it so sometimes it wants to fight it and so it gives me headaches um so that's pretty much like the main like physical symptom I get. Okay, well let's like, let's go totally okay. off base here. Mm -hmm. So you're in eighth grade, high yes. school's coming up. Yes. What do you love to do? Um, what do I love to do? Art. Art. Digital design. I've seen some of your work that you're have done over the years with your mom. What are you involved in any clubs at school? Um, I'm not in any clubs. I did try out for your book though. Oh, you have to try out for your book. Yes. But you've, I've seen you written because we had this whole yes. big thing about you writing. Are you still writing? You I, were doing poems, weren't I, you? I love poem. Or I love writing. I do. I My favorite kind of poem is actually a very specific kind. Um, I can't remember the name, but it's like where you write out something and then like you think of a word for each letter. Each letter. Like for mom, I would do motherly. I, I can't think yeah, of Yeah, and I'm spot, like, I can't like, think of what's O. Um, oh, I am a bad outstanding. poet. Outstanding. Outstanding and motivator. Motivator. Yes. There you go. There's a quick one Our for own you. Poem. Um, any, anything outdoors, sports? I play tennis. There you go. I love it. It's very fun. Does it help um, with the autoimmune? issues if you're getting exercises and moving around getting your blood flowing i'm not sure if it does scientifically but i do notice it calms my anxiety so. well that's where i was going to go with that is that a good <laughs> way to calm your anxiety so over time i mean do you think this is something that you're just going to be able to say hey i can deal with this and i can move on and live a normal life yes i there do feel like i will be able to at least learn how to control it um so that's good news. That is me. wonderful news. I love it. And you know what? And I use this story a lot in that my dad was diagnosed with cancer. And when by the time we found the cancer, he was, they told us he'd have six months to live. And he lived for a year and a half. And I think what the difference was, was he was like, it does. He was just like, I, you know, the cancer, I, the cancer's not going to define who I am. Yeah. And I love that that's exactly what you're doing. This, Pandas is not going to define who I am as a person. And I'm open to spreading the news about it and telling people what's going on. Yeah. Now, I, are you okay? There were some pictures. 
that mm-hmm. your mom had posted from you being in the hospital. Yes. Can I share one of those? Yes. Because they were really cute. I just I I love the fact that um your mom was very open to what was going on and, and that was really what sparked really an interest in what pandas is, that and the fact that as I'm looking up autoimmune things, it keeps popping up. And the reason I wanted to talk to you today was that the Monday, I think it is, is actually National Panda mm-hmm. Pans and Pandas Day. So we're yes. right on time with the interview. And I am so glad that you were comfortable enough to sit down with me and kind of step out of your comfort zone. For somebody who has anxiety issues, that's amazing. And maybe we can drum up some interest and some support. And if people have, if you have questions, reach out to me and I will get any questions answered. Um, I'm just so glad that there's such a beautiful, happy, smiling face behind this. And I will take a picture of the shirt and show it. And I urge everyone to take a moment to go out and look it up and and learn more about it because it is something that's out there and you're, I'm hearing more and more about it. And mom wants to jump in. I wanted to add three things to it. <clears throat> Mom's always going to have the last word. We're going to put that in that M-O-M. Ornery. <laughs> if they only knew. Um, she, she's getting back into Girl Scouts. And she really loves the... Um, I, she loves the theme behind Girl Scouts. And she really... She, the community. Yeah, the community. Yeah. And doing stuff around... For the community, and she loves um, archery. Do you love archery? That's right, archery. You know, you know. Have you you do you know what a Renaissance fair is? Oh yeah. Okay, so when I was little, we lived in Texas. Texas has one of the biggest ones in the country. Houston. I got the um, Sherwood Sherwood Forest Archery Award when I was younger than you. Yes, and I, I probably have it in a box somewhere, so I'm gonna have to go dig it up and show you. I'm not too good, but I love it. That's, you know what? Being good is overrated. Overrated. The other thing that she she has already tentatively figured out is that she wants to go to school for meteorology. I do. You know and what? I remember that. Didn't you guys have something with one of the meteorologists here in Richmond? They talked to the scout yeah. group or something? Yes. So yeah. I went to Purdue. University in Indiana, and they have a huge meteorology, or at least they did. Um, And one of the girls that was in my dorm one summer studied meteorology, and she was a storm chaser one summer. And they would get in vans and track weather patterns Mm -hmm. until tornadoes popped up. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. I'm not. (laughs) Okay. It's dangerous. Anxiety? There you go. You said it for me already. But the other thing I wanted to add was that she, because we're hitting another valley in this whole, orde- whole ordeal, and we're going to end up having to do the IVIG treatment. And that that's where we are trying to get it more um, normal. Normalized? Yeah, more about it. Yeah. Money. Because, ins- of course, insurance is not wanting to pay for it. So, they paid for the plasmapheresis, which is a longer, much more grueling um, process. Process. It's a two-week process where the IVIG is a two-day process, longer than a day. But to it, it, but they come to the house and they do it. Um, 
and everything, and it has a better success rate than the plasmapheresis. But because it's still kind of unknown, there's no information out there, it's hard for the insurance company to approve something that, that mm-hmm. doesn't have a, a record. Yeah. So very important yeah. for us to get this all out. Yes. And I will give me some, send me some links and stuff so I can post those so people can see what's going on. Um, you know, and I know there's a million different medical issues out there and, you know, everybody has a problem, but I think together things like this with knowledge and sharing information and getting to know the face behind the diagnosis, that some of these things can just become a blip in history that we can get past it and we can find ways to give people the lives back that they deserve. And I will, I I must say one more thing. Okay, that was three. Now you're four. Sorry. But this is important. Um, More or less, this came around between 20 and 30 years ago and a mom knew her son there was something going wrong and they could not figure it out and she investigated it so much and pushed it and if it wasn't for her pushing it we wouldn't even be sitting here we would not have any knowledge so it's really from a mom a parent paying attention to how their child lives functions thrives you know um strengths non-strengths throughout the day and life and so it's really um important to pay it not not that most parents don't but to pay attention well it's not let the medical community dis I don't want to say disrespect, but, you know, not disvalue your observations because you, you are the one (laughs) you basically made, I mean, unless you're adopted, you basically (laughs) made a miniature of you. And, And if you take the two parents and you weed out the, the pros and cons and what these and this and that, um, and figure out what's going on, then you know. Um, you know more than any medical professional. You may not be able to name it. Right. You may not be able to diagnose it, but you know when something's wrong. And I will say, like, the medical professionals these days are a lot different than the 80s and even 90s. Yeah. So, um, and I... By the pediatrician, I got taught, I didn't know this, to go interview your physicians beforehand before you hire them. Because I, I was raised in the 80s where you went where the insurance told you. Yeah. So. Well, and the one thing that I will say, technology has made a difference. And not only just our ability to find diseases, but it has given us a way to contact and become connected to communities who are doing the same, having the same problems and going through the same things. And I never knew, I wouldn't have known that there was a problem with my oldest son. And I shouldn't, oh my God, I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. I, I wouldn't have known that anything um, was different about my oldest son. And until I was able to get online and start looking up and, and seeing 
but there were other parents who had the same type of issues and being able to do research and narrow it down. So trust your instincts if you're a parent. And it doesn't matter whether you're taking care of your children or you're taking care of your parents. It's the same thing. You have um, knowledge that can give you more information than any doctor's test a lot of the time. So um, take hope in the fact that we're in this together and there's information and there's groups out there. And if you ever need to have help finding where you need to go, please just reach out to us and we will, we'll, we will help you find whatever it is. We'll find you a place to go and somebody to talk to. So thank you guys. I just want you to know it is really hot out here. And so <laughs> I'm going to go inside and wrap this up and thank you so much. Um, it was very brave for somebody who says she gets anxious. I hope that I made you comfortable. Um, and I hope we can kind of do this again sometime and check in and see how you're going. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I don't usually do this, but I wanted to jump back in for a minute. I'm sure you were as impressed as I was with Lindsay. She is a bright, smart, creative, and she has the most beautiful blue-green eyes that I've ever seen. I was honored that she felt comfortable enough to talk to me. After our interview, I researched more about pandas. Instead of attacking the germs, the immune system targets a part of the brain by mistake. This part of the brain is called the basal ganglia. It affects your thoughts, feelings, movement, and other behaviors. Experts believe irritation in this part of the brain is what leads to panda symptoms. Symptoms like obsessions. A child may have new and intense fears, like Lindsay mentioned with her ravioli. There might be new and intense concerns about things being even and clean or dirty or set a certain way. Stressful thoughts or images may come to mind over and over again. These fears, thoughts, and concerns can be so strong that a child may be hard to comfort. They also develop compulsions or rituals. A child may wash or touch or do repeat things over and over again and then feel unable to stop. For example, they may walk in and out of a doorway many times trying to do it right. They may ask a parent, for reassurance over and over again. Kids with pandas and the related disorders, PANS, will also have other symptoms that can include anxiety, depression, mood swings, acting aggressive or hyper, using baby talk, acting clingy or having new bedtime fears, sudden trouble with handwriting or other fine motor skills, new trouble with memory, reading or math, new bedwetting and not sleeping, New fears about foods, eating, choking, not eating. Two, um, they could become sensitive to noise, to touch, clothes, or light. As I was reading all that, I was overwhelmed by the thought of having to live with this and still be a 13-year-old girl. So, Lindsay, if you hear this, congratulations. I am so proud of you, and I am honored that you allowed me to tell your story. I can't wait to see what life has in store for you. Thanks for hanging out with me. If today's episode struck a chord with you and you want to spread the love, please share using the hashtag Epic Living Podcast and leave a comment on my Facebook page. 
Head over to my website, epiclivingwithgene.com, to learn more about what it means to live epic. And while you're there, download a free guide, Seven Ways to Start Living Epic, and it will help you take your first step. If you want to learn more about my Dream Manager program or just want to chat about what epic might look like in your life, reach out to me and let's set up a call. See you next time. I hope you go out and live epic today and every day. And remember, it's all about the story.